Hello, family of grace. Welcome to another episode of Daily Grace with Alan Wonder Chapter Edition. And today's Wonder Chapter is Genesis Chapter 26. As we all said, for the word of prayer. Almighty love, God, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. I want to thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. I want to thank you for always being there for us. I want to thank you for showing us love where we have gone wrong, where we have offended you in our thoughts, in our actions, in what we have done and what we have failed to do. Father, may you forgive us, may you bless us, may you have mercy on us, and may you show us the right path. We pull this believing and trusting in a mighty name. A lot of your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and strengthens us. Amen. Genesis chapter 26, Isaac and Abimelech. Now there was famine in the land, besides the previous famine in Abraham's time, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerah. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go to Egypt, live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and I will bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to you, our father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the skies and will give them all these lands. And through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him. Keeping my commandments, my decrees and my instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gera. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he said, she's my sister, because he was too afraid to say she's my wife. He thought the men of this place might kill him on account of Rebekah, because she is very beautiful. When Isaac had been there long enough, Abimekel, king of the Philistines, looked down from the window and saw Isaac caressing his wife, Rebekah. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, She's really your wife. Why did you say she's my sister? Isaac answered, Because I thought I might lose my life on account of her. Then Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of our men might well have slept with your wife and would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech gave orders to all his people, Anyone who harms this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Isaac planted crops in that land, and that same year reaped a hundredfold, because the Lord blessed him. The man became rich, and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So at the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filled them with earth. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Move away from us, you have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerah, where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names as his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But but the headers of Kira quarreled with those of Isaac. 
herders of Gera called with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Ishak, because they disputed with him. Then they dug another, but they called over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. From there he went to Beersheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent, and there his servants dug a well. Meanwhile, Abimekel had come to him from Gera with Azuth, his personal advisor, and Pichol, the commander of his forces. Isaac asked them, Why have you come to me since you are hostile to me and sent me away? Then they said, we saw clearly that the Lord was with you. So he said, There ought to be a sworn agreement between us. Between us and you, let us make a treaty with you that you will not do that you will do us no harm, just as we did no harm to you, but always treated you well and sent you away peacefully. And now you are blessed by the Lord. Isaac then made a feast for them, and then they ate and drank. Early the next morning, the men swore an oath to each other. Then Isaac sent them on their way, and they went peacefully. That day, Isaac's servants came out and told him about the well they had dug. They said, we have found water. He called it Shiva. And to this day, the name of the town has been Beersheba. Jacob takes Esau's blessing. When Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith's daughter of Barry the Hittite and also Besmath, daughter of Elon the Hittite. They were a source of grief to Isaac and Rebekah. Wow, another long wonder chapter today. So I want us to go straight. Let's go straight to what brought us here. Verse 2, which happens to also be my favorite verse. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go to Egypt. Live in the land where I told you to live. Do not go to Egypt. The Lord is giving him instruction. The Lord is giving Isaac instruction. The Lord is telling him, Isaac, don't go. Live in the land which I'm going to give you. This just teaches us that the Lord will always guide us. I've told you, the Lord always guides us and his voice is there for us. But do we listen to his voice? That's the question. Or we are always too busy. Do we spare some time and listen to his voice? The Lord will always guide you. Meditate, give him chance, give him chance to talk. Some of you over talk. Dear Lord, yesterday I was moving to the town. I was there walking and some man with his big Subaru came and uh, spit that water on my legs. Father, I saw another man. He had nice shoes, but look at my shoes. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, I want a car. 
Then after I want a house with a helipad on it, their fuel prices have increased. My Lord, when will you hear the voice of the Lord talking to you? Always strive in whatever decision that you make. Sometimes we are at crossroads. Sometimes we'll be there and we'll be stuck. We don't know what to do. Then we start going to seek for advice and human validation report. Have you sat down and talked to the Lord? You are confused about some decision to make. Before talking to all your friends, have you talked to the Lord that he failed to give you an answer before you go to your friends? I'm not saying don't go to your friend. But I'm saying the Lord will always guide you. And let's move on to verse 3. Stay in this land for a while, and I'll bless and I'll be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give this land and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I think some of you will be like, eh, but God is a funny man. He is telling Isaac to stay in this land where there's famine. <laughs> <laughs> where are they swimming? Amen? I, I think most of you have gone through the experience of Ugandan universities, campus, where you didn't have sometimes you didn't have what to eat. You eat like one meal a day, then you take water and tea. Okay? Now the Lord is here telling Isaac, stay where they swimming. I'm sure most of you, that's not what you would be wanting to hear here. I'm sure you'd be wanting to hear things like, okay, Isaac, I'm sending you food, I'm sending you pizza, I'm sending you hamburger, man. Well, that's better here. Stay there for a while. For a while. And that's what the Lord is telling you. Hello A, hello B, hello C. I've seen your problem, I've seen what you're going through. I've seen how much they're mistreating you. I've seen everything, I've seen your tears. But hold on, stay there for a while. That's what the Lord is telling us. Hold on in a situation of yours. I know what, what you're going through, but it's okay. Stay there for a while. Can you stay? That's the question. Are you obedient enough? Because when you go to verse 6, verse 6 tells us, so Isaac stayed in Gera. Obedience. Are you obedient? In, I, I know you'll be like, eh, but you ever talked about obedience. That time, obedience. Again, today, obedience. Are you willing to accept, to allow, to stay there for a while? You know, staying there forever, for a while. Are you willing to stay with your problems? Are you willing to stay in that situation for a while as you give God time to work things out for you? And today Isaac gave us the perfect example. He stayed. And when we continue to verse 11, so Abimekel gave orders to all the people, anyone who harms this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Amen. Now, the Lord is telling Isaac, I will protect you. Even the king, imagine the whole king, Abimelech, 
He's not fearing Isaac. Why? Because Isaac has favor in the eyes of the Lord. And why does he have favor in the eyes of the Lord? Because he has fear for the Lord. And because he's obedient to the Lord. Once you kneel down before the Lord, you'll stand before anyone. And that's why even the king could not stand in front of Isaac. Because Isaac has a God. Amen. And that's the same God that we serve. The Lord elevated Isaac beyond a king to an extent that everyone was fearing him. So what does Isaac do? Verse 12, Isaac planted crops in that land and that same year reaped a hundredfold. Isaac planted sweat, work and sweat. Work and sweat. That's what today, that's what that verse is telling us. Work and sweat. And God will surely bless the work of your hands. And I think how funny now, the same land where there was famine, amen, that Isaac wanted to run away from. Now the Lord has blessed, produced from that land a hundredfold. I know if Isaac was like in our generation right now, some of you would be calling him a witch. You know, our people, our Ugandans, Illuminati, what? But because he was patient and because he was obedient, that when God told him to wait for a while, he waited. And you see how this paid off? Most times as Christians, we just want to see results, but you don't want to go, go through what our boy went through. And if we continue, every, and we follow the story of Isaac, Isaac becomes so successful that even the people there start fearing him. They start chasing him around. They, they tell him, mm, you have become so which nowadays you are fearing him. Please go away. And he goes away. And we see a scenario here. Another trait that I want us Christians to pick. Verse 22. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth. If you had been following the story, he would go somewhere, dig the well, people start quarreling. He moves. He goes, digs the well, people come quarrel, he moves. Don't waste time quarreling with people. Don't waste time fighting with others. Let God fight your battles for you. And in the end, he found peace. Imagine he had found, imagine Isaac had spent time just quarreling over that one well. If things don't add value to your life, especially to your spiritual life, leave them. Don't fight for things that don't add value to your spiritual life, period. And you should always know that. And when you go into verse 24, that night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid for I am with you. I will bless you and increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. 
what does this show us? That the Lord is always around. He's there for us. He's there for you. He's there for me. He's there for all of us. Amen. Do not be afraid. I am with you. No matter the situation that you face. Yes, sometimes we go through a lot. Sometimes we just don't even know how to put it. But today God is telling us that he is there for us. And when we continue to verse 25, Isaac built an altar there and he called on the name of the Lord there. He pitched his tent and there his servants dug a well. In the Old Testament, sacrifices were mostly uh, laid on, a, on an altar as a sign of thanksgiving, as a sign of appreciation. You see, Isaac, after seeing everything the Lord has done for him, he does not forget to say thank you. And that's not a Christian norm about us. Most times we forget the Lord when we're in our okay stages, okay phases of life. We forget. We forget where he brought us from. We forget to say thank you. Last time we're seeing how Abraham didn't forget where the Lord picked him from. And we're seeing Isaac also doing the same. Learn to say, thank you, God. You have woken up. Thank you, God. Not everyone gets to wake up. Not everyone has that opportunity to wake up. Say, thank you, God. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Because when you appreciate someone, they're motivated to give you more. Simple as that. And you see the funny thing is, we all heard how Isaac was just. And in verse 28, let's look. They answered, we clearly saw that the Lord was with you. So we said, there ought to be a son argument between us and you. Between you and us. Between me, us and you. Let us make a treaty with you. Now these are the same people who chased Isaac and have come back wanting to make a treaty. Why? Because they are scared. And that is what happens when the Lord elevates you. All those people who go to backbite you, all those people who laughed at you, everyone, they'll be shaken. They'll be shaken with fear for you. That's what happens when the Lord elevates you. Those who used to mistreat you, those who used to laugh at you, they'll all come back looking for you. That man, that woman that left you will all come back looking for you. They will fear you. Because you can see in verse 29, they're saying that you will do us no harm, just as we did not harm you, but always trusted, treated you well and sent you away peacefully. And now you are blessed by the Lord. Eh? They will fear you. And lastly, what do you want us to learn from today's wonder chapter? Hmm? Let's look at verse 30. Isaac made a feast with them, made a feast for them, and they ate and drank. Amen? Are you seeing how Isaac treated his enemies? Are you seeing how Isaac accepted this poor like nothing had happened? He even organized a party for them. 
Isaac forgave them for everything they had done to him. I know it's not easy most times to forgive people. I know some things scar us a lot. But let's borrow a leaf from Isaac. And we learn to forgive. We receive our enemies with one heart. Because at the end of the day, we have only one enemy. That's the devil. Amen. Let's learn to receive everyone. Regardless of what someone so did for you. If you if they're ever in a position of need, help them. Be a blessing to them. And that way God will reward you more. Take time and read this. It's a very beautiful chapter. Genesis chapter 26. Internalize it. What do you understand from it? Tell us, send us an email, dailygracewithalan at yahoo.com or you can direct messages on Instagram or Twitter. Really love to hear from you. The Lord can use one word to send you a thousand messages. Almighty love, because I want to thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. I want to thank you for the gift of understanding. I want to thank you that you've always been there for us. Father, where you have gone wrong, we offended you. may have mercy on us. May you forgive us. Father, we pray for a personality like Isaac. That may you give us that loving heart. May you give us that forgiving heart. That, Father, no matter what we go through, that wants you open a door for us, we shall also open doors for others, that we shall bless others, that we shall shut no one outside, regardless of how they treated us, or regardless of how they acted towards us. For us believing and trusting in your mighty name, and that of your Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.